When you're out walking, it's important to stay hydrated. And it's important to have water that is healthy, water that you actually want to drink. And can I tell you how much I love my Aqua True water? It's amazing. By the way, in just a moment, I'm going to tell you how to save 20% off at AquaTrue.com. Are you aware of the research by the Environmental Working Group that indicates virtually every home in America has harmful contaminants in tap water? Well, the AquaTrue purifiers are able to remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. My sponsor, AquaTrue, comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and today you'll get 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, enter the code WALKING at checkout. 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code W-A-L-K-I-N-G. Walking outside is a healthy thing to do, but most of the time, 90% of the time, we spend indoors. And are you aware that according to the EPA, the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than this outdoor air? My sponsor, Air Doctor, has the solution. And by the way, they're offering you up to $300 off. I'll give you some details in just a moment. Air Doctor filters out 99.99%. That's almost perfect. Things in the air that can cause problems like allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, even bacteria and viruses that could make you sick. Here's the thing. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe-easy money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com, use the promo code WALKING to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. And exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code WALKING. You ever seen a woodpecker in person? Those things are massive. I grew up watching a cartoon featuring a little woodpecker called Woody Woodpecker. You may remember that. Woody was this cute, cute little animated bird. And when I saw my first woodpecker, real woodpecker in person, I was like, no, that can't be a woodpecker because that doesn't look like Woody. But massive bird. And we live in an area where at least lately the last couple of years it seems like i'm hearing you know that distinctive pounding on the tree the rat tat 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 that woodpeckers make i'm hearing that more than i ever had you know what they're doing when they're they're doing that pounding on a tree they're actually uh looking for insects which is what they eat insect salad. Why am I talking about woodpeckers? Because I was reminded of a walk that Ava and I took the other day where I'm walking right now and there was a woodpecker that was uh, sitting on the the ground and as soon as we walked by and the woodpecker noticed us uh, it flew away and so I'm walking there now it's like oh I wonder if this is going to be a woodpecker today. 
Um, hopefully we'll hear one while I'm out walking. I don't know. Hi, I'm Dave. This is Walking is Fitness, a podcast designed to help you transform your life by being more intentional about the walking you do, because I believe that walking is fitness hiding in plain sight. So how many steps should you get in a day? If you have a Fitbit, that's probably one of the first questions you asked. And my guess is you probably said, well, 10,000, because that's what everybody says you should get, 10,000 steps. And it could actually have been a very frustrating experience as you put that Fitbit on for the first time and went out and you discovered that you were far short of 10,000 steps and the effort required to get to 10,000 consistently was more than you could handle. You, it just it became a frustrating thing and maybe even put the, a Fitbit in a drawer for a while. I know people who have, who have done that. Do you have any idea where the whole 10,000 step a day goal came from? The story is fascinating and, <laughs> and it'll surprise you and maybe even enlighten you. And, you know, 10,000 steps is not the goal for everyone. In fact, the goal for you is very unique. And this week, I'm going to look at the big picture of using your walking for exercise, for fitness, and then more specifically, help you determine how many steps you should get every day. Also, if you are considering uh, using your walking uh, for fitness, turning your walking into exercise, I've got a free guide to help you get started the right way because most exercise programs, most fitness programs actually fail within the first 30 days. And this guide will help you get past the first 30 days and begin to establish an exercise habit that lasts. It's called the 30-Day Fitness Challenge. It's yours. It's free. Go to walkingisfitness.com or click the link on the show notes page. And with that, let's get started. How many steps should you walk every day? Your Fitbit goal should not be 10,000 steps. Most people get their first Fitbit and assume this is what they should aim for. It's what everybody else gets, so why shouldn't they? Except it's not what everybody gets. The average American actually only walks about 4,000 steps a day. To go from 4,000 to 10,000 is simply not sustainable for most people. And sadly, it doesn't take long to lose that initial burst of fitness motivation. Who exactly decided on 10,000 steps? Well, more than 50 years ago, a Japanese professor of health science believed walking 10,000 steps a day would help people avoid obesity. He invented a pedometer and gave it a name in Japanese, which means 10,000-step meter. He promoted it heavily and, well, it stuck. So here's what happens now. Someone gets a Fitbit, straps it on, and aims for 10,000 steps because they believe that's what the goal should be. They move about their day like they always do, fully expecting to nail 10,000. They assume they move all day long, so 10,000 should be easy. In fact, they believe they won't just nail the goal, they'll totally shatter it. Sadly, at the end of that first day, they are far short of 10,000 steps. They're shocked 
and discouraged, but they don't give up. They might even give it a good try for about two weeks, perhaps even reaching 10,000 a few times. But then recognizing just how hard it is to do every day, they lose their enthusiasm and their motivation. They even start forgetting to wear their Fitbit. Eventually, they just give up and the Fitbit ends up in a drawer somewhere. All because a professor more than 50 years ago thought 10,000 steps a day was a good goal. So how many steps should you get every day? If your goal is to improve your health and get fit, the answer really depends on how much you're walking right now. There are two basic ways to measure that. You can measure it by time or by steps. Measuring by time, though, is pretty clunky because you'd have to use a stopwatch every time you walk and then add up all those chunks of time at the end of the day. And I don't know anybody who wants to do that. Or you can buy a step tracker like a Fitbit that counts your steps for you. At the end of the day, all you have to do is check your step tracker for that day's total. And if you don't have a Fitbit, I recommend the Fitbit Inspire HR. It's the Fitbit that I use. The Inspire HR also tracks your heart rate and your sleep, so you really can get an even wider picture of your fitness progress. And here's where most people go off the rails. They get that first Fitbit and immediately set a goal like 10,000 steps, which is actually the worst thing you can do. Best thing you can do is wear it for a week and don't pay any attention to it. Don't do any extra walking. Simply make sure it's charged up every day and then just live your normal life. At the end of that first week, figure out what your average daily step total is. And this is the most important piece of information to answer the question, how many steps should I get? The answer to that starts with how many steps you're currently getting every day. And we'll return to this in just a moment. But first, I want to talk about nine ways that exercise and walking for exercise can change your life. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends that we get between 150 and 300 minutes of moderate physical activity every week. And here are nine benefits for doing just that. Benefit number one. Exercise lowers your risk of heart disease, including heart attacks and stroke. Benefit number two, exercise lowers your risk of diabetes. Benefit number three, exercise reduces your risk of certain types of cancers. Benefit number four, exercise helps control weight. Benefit number five, exercise helps fight depression. There's a, a growing body of encouraging research that indicates that exercise can be effective in fighting depression. Benefit number six, exercise lifts your mood. Even if you're not fighting depression, a nice walk is one of the most powerful ways to lift your mood. Sustained physical movement releases endorphins, which are the body's feel-good reward for physical activity. Benefit number seven, better sleep. Exercise also releases melatonin, which is the body's natural sleep hormone. Benefit number eight, exercise improves your thinking. Research indicates that exercise releases chemicals that encourage the growth of new blood vessels in your brain. And benefit number nine, exercise calms stress. The good news is you don't need 10,000 steps a day 
to enjoy these nine benefits of exercise. If you took a 30-minute walk with a moderate pace every day, you'd be well within the CDC weekly exercise recommendations. But even a daily 30-minute walk is too big a goal for most people. Instead, the real goal when you're ready to make exercise a part of your everyday life is to make exercise a part of your everyday life. (laughs) Now, that's not meant to be funny or even clever. The first goal of exercise is simply to establish an exercise habit. The biggest challenge we face when starting a fitness journey is to keep it going after the emotions fade away. The idea of eventual fitness transformation is very exciting, and it should be, but making exercise a regular part of your life, it's not easy. There's always a long gap between when the emotions are gone and when we feel like exercise is working. It's in that gap that fitness often gets tossed aside. After exercise becomes a habit, you then begin to build momentum. And without realizing it, your body starts growing stronger and is capable of doing more, and so you do more. And as that happens, the flywheel of fitness momentum keeps moving faster and faster and faster. And that momentum eventually leads to fitness transformation. I want to mention real quick the four reasons why I believe walking is the perfect exercise. Reason number one, walking is effective exercise. It may not feel like it, but if you're walking at three miles an hour, which is about 100 steps a minute and 3,000 steps in 30 minutes, that is moderate level intensity, unlocks all those health benefits from reaching that 150 to 300 minutes of moderate level physical activity the CDC recommends. Uh, Reason number two, walking is flexible. The beauty of walking is really you can do it anywhere and at any time. You can also change the intensity of your walk. You can go longer. You can move faster. You can go upstairs. You can go up a hill. It's incredibly, walking is incredibly flexible. Reason number three, why walking is the perfect exercise, it's sustainable. You don't need any special skills. You don't need special equipment to walk for exercise. And because walking is low impact, it's also a great activity for the long term, for the ever-changing seasons of life. In other words, as we get older. And then reason number four, it's a lot of fun. You can listen to music. You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to audiobooks. You can tailor walking for whatever makes it fun for you. So how many steps should you get a day? What should be your daily goal? We are getting closer to the answer. But first, it's important to know that regardless of what the goal is, the first 30 days of any new goal is make or break time. Because research indicates that 92% of all goals eventually fail. That means if you're listening to this and you're motivated to set a new exercise goal, a new Fitbit goal, the odds are actually against your success. The good news, though, is you can change those odds. There are two things you can do to make you part of the 8% who actually succeed in accomplishing their goal. Number one is to start small. Set a small goal that only pushes you a couple of days a week. The tendency is to set an exercise goal that's way too big because we want 
those health benefits. We want that transformation right now. Exercise goals that are too big almost always fall into that 92% failure group. So instead, set a smaller, more sustainable goal to start. And then number two, the second thing you can do to change your odds to help you be in that 8% group that actually sees goal success, the second thing you can do is to think long. Fitness is a marathon, not a sprint. The real goal of exercise is to change the rest of your life. And for that to happen, fitness needs to be a lifelong journey. And knowing that gives you the emotional permission to start small and not focus on all the transformation happening right now. This is why 10,000 steps is a terrible starting goal. It's way too big and it's usually not sustainable. That doesn't mean the 10,000 steps will never be your goal. It just means it shouldn't be your goal right now. So how many steps should you get every day? Let's go back to your seven-day average. Simply add 500 steps to that average, and that's how many steps you should be aiming for every day. That's your goal. So if your average, if your daily average is 4,000 steps, add 500 to that, and your starting goal is 4,500 steps a day. But even that goal needs help to last. Let's circle back to the first 30 days of a new goal. Did you know that if you make it to day 18 of a new goal, your odds of success dramatically increase from just 8% to 40%? That's how important those first 30 days are to reaching any new goal. I want to recommend the 30-Day Fitness Challenge. It has two things to help you be a success. The first thing it has is a contract. It's hard to keep commitments to other people. It's even harder to keep commitments that we make with ourselves. I know it may sound cheesy, but signing a contract to yourself to reach your Fitbit goal, your step goal every day, it actually works. Because you're going to have a few days where you just won't feel like reaching whatever your step goal is. That signed contract can be a huge motivator to keep going when you don't feel like it. And the second thing the 30-Day Fitness Challenge includes is a document to help you track your wins. Every day you reach your step goal, it's a win. And the 30-Day Fitness Challenge includes a tracker to chart your progress and help you celebrate those daily wins. You can get started today with your free copy of the 30-Day Fitness Challenge Just go to the show notes page and you'll find a free link. Also, subscribe to the podcast. And if you would be so kind to leave a rating and a review, that actually helps other people discover walking as fitness and could even lead to a fitness transformation for them as well. Thanks for listening. Let's connect again next week.